there are 731 days, or two years, until the next inauguration of the President of the United States of America. This is not a fact that has any relevance, except that this is January 20th, 2023, and it's either this or National Cheese Lover's Day to signify this small blurb at the top of another edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and it's also my mother's birthday. On today's program, former Charlottesville Mayor Dave Norris is the fourth person to enter the race for an open seat in the Virginia House of Delegates. A driver is charged in connection with the January 12th death of a pedestrian on Ivy Road. Charlottesville is to hire two legal firms while the search for a permanent city attorney continues. The city is on track to have a $5 million surplus for the current fiscal year. And council appoints members to two affordable housing committees with familiar faces getting the seats. On today's first subscriber-supported shout-out, the UVA Health Office of Diversity and Community Engagement want you to know about an event this weekend where free sports physicals will be offered. Health professionals will be on hand Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Charlottesville High School for young people who need a quick checkup before beginning to play for an athletic team. This is a project being conducted in partnership with the UVA Latino Health Initiative, UVA Family Medicine, and the UVA Virginia Wellness Initiative. For more information, call 434-243-8352 or in Spanish at 434-272-5910. So far, there are no candidates for anyone to run for Charlottesville City Council this year but two of its former members are now in the race for House District 54. Dave Norris served on the council from July 2006 until the end of 2013 and has filed a statement of organization with the Virginia Department of Elections. On his campaign website, Norris has stated that he is pleased to have served the Charlottesville-Albemarle community in a variety of ways over the past 30 years. He said he has a track record of proven progressive leadership, and he will demonstrate that if elected to the Virginia General Assembly. Norris also served as mayor from 2008 to 2011. He joins former Charlottesville Mayor David E. Brown, Albemarle School Board member Katrina Carlson, and Fifeville resident Deshad Cooper as candidates in the race. Norris currently works as a program manager for the Piedmont Housing Alliance in their Financial Opportunity Center. He has also worked as the general manager of the Charlottesville Parking Center, the executive director of Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Blue Ridge, executive director of Pacham, and other positions. When on council, he served for a time as chair of the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority. The Democratic primary is on June 20th. Will we see more candidates for this seat? A small bit of history. The seat being vacated by Delegate Sally Hudson used to be occupied by David Toscano, who served on council from 1990 to 2002. Toscano succeeded former Delegate Mitch Van Yeris, who served two terms on council from 1968 to 1976. He was first elected to the House of Delegates in a special election in 1980. 
A 54-year-old Charlottesville man has been charged with reckless driving in a crash last week that struck and killed a 52-year-old man from Albemarle County. Isidro Cassandro Martinez was walking his bike across Ivy Road at Alderman Road last Thursday night when he was hit by a Corey Abdella. Martinez was initially thought to have been riding the bicycle, but Charlottesville police now say he was walking it across the street. An update was sent out this morning. The rest of today's show is going to focus mostly on this week's city council meeting. Perhaps some of you are interested in applying to be the appointed councillor. Perhaps you might run for the office. Either way, I'm going to try to cover as much of this meeting and future meetings as I can in the newsletter. First, the city is still seeking a replacement for former city attorney Lisa Robertson with the position posted for applicants. Interim city manager Michael C. Rogers had previously announced that senior deputy city attorney Allison Davies would serve as the interim attorney, but that has turned out not to be the case. We are, uh, will fulfill that role of city attorney with the law firm of Sands Anderson. And we uh, made that determination because we're down an attorney in the office, and we think the nature of the support we need is uh, with, a, with the law firm and not just one individual. Rogers said there will be two project managers working to support the deputy attorneys on general business. The city is also hiring a different firm to handle land use issues. On uh, land use matters, we engaged uh, Sharon Pandek's uh, firm, uh, who will work with, uh, with planning on uh, issues of uh, uh, the zoning ordinance over the next, uh, next couple of weeks. That firm is Pandek and Taves, according to a flyer from the Virginia Association of Counties. The Charlottesville Planning Commission will hold a work session on the zoning code rewrite next Tuesday at 5 p.m. The end of the fiscal year is 161 days away, and it will be about 10 months or so until accountants will know for sure if the city of Charlottesville will have a shortfall or a surplus. Council gets a quarterly briefing on revenue collections and spending and got a projection for another surplus from city staff. Here is Budget Director Chrissy Hamill. We're looking at a total of about $5 million. Most of those are driven by the tax revenue sources that we continue to talk about, real estate tax, which again, um, assessment notices, uh, reassessment notices for calendar year 2023 will be going out the end of this month. Hamill said the new figures will likely increase the surplus. Albemarle County's assessments were up an average of 13.46% for 2023, if you want to make a comparison. Rogers said he was cautious and pointed out there are still remaining unknowns about potential expenses the city may incur to raise salaries. Compensation study that we've talked about, we don't know what the price tag on that is going to be and uh, the choices that we have to make when that is presented, as well as collective bargaining. However, Rogers said he felt the picture was pretty solid, but that money is not unlimited. Hamill said if there is a downturn, the surplus could go the other way. If there were to be a recession, it's very possible that some of these gains that we're reporting to you yeah. for right now um, for meals, sales, lodging could be not there. For those interested in the development of the budget, 
Rogers and the budget staff are having a forum on January 31st. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second subscriber-supported public service announcement, Camp Albemarle has for 60 years been a wholesome, rural, rustic, and restful site for youth activities, church groups, occasional private programs, and civic events. Located on 14 acres on the banks of the Mormons River near Free Union, Camp Albemarle continues as a legacy of being a civilian conservation corps project that seeks to promote the importance of rural activities. Camp Albemarle seeks support for a plan to winterize the Hamner Lodge, a structure built in 1941 by the CCC and used by every fourth and fifth grade student in Charlottesville and Albemarle. For Camp the study Albemarle could operate year-round. Consider your support by visiting campalbemarleva.org/donate. The resignation of City Councilor Cena McGill earlier this month also means that the remaining councillors had to fill the vacancies that she left on other committees. In addition to attending council meetings, each elected official serves on several boards and commissions as the official representative from council. Here is Charlottesville Mayor Lloyd Snook. We're not filling every position that she had had, but these are ones that have something going on right now for which it's important to have members right now. Councillor Brian Pinkston will now serve on the Albemarle Charlottesville Regional Jail Board. In a future installment of this newsletter, I will write about the financing agreement for the renovations that are being planned. Charlottesville partners with Albemarle County and Nelson County to maintain the facility. The next meeting of the ACRJ board is on February 9th. Vice Mayor Juan Diego Wade will now serve on the Workforce Development Board for the Piedmont region. Their information is all on their website, but I did not see a listing for an upcoming meeting. Stay tuned. And finally today, Charlottesville City Council has appointed members to two new committees formed as part of a call to restructure the way funding for affordable housing projects is governed. Here is Charlottesville Mayor Lloyd Snook. A major portion of the discussion during the affordable housing uh, plan that was developed a year plus ago was talking about the need to separate out different functions, different advisory functions into a, a funding committee and just the general housing advisory committee. Council first took up the Charlottesville Affordable Housing Fund Committee, or CAF. Unfortunately, they could not fully staff that group. We have six people to appoint, but we did not get six applicants. They did make two appointments to the new CAF committee. They were Philip D. Oronzio, who was also on the Charlottesville Planning Commission, and S. Lisa Herndon, the president of the Charlottesville Area Association of Realtors. Next, they took up the Charlottesville Housing Advisory Committee. They appointed the following. John Sales, Executive Director of the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority, for a three-year term. 
Sunshine Mathon, executive director of the Piedmont Housing Alliance, nonprofit representative for two years. Corey Jemchak, director of programs at Albemarle Home Improvement Program, representing nonprofit groups for one year. Philip Duranzio is the real estate representative for a three-year term. Dan Rosenzweig is the real estate representative for a two-year term. Abigail Palco is at large for three years. Josh Hughes is at large for two years. Joy Johnson is an affordable housing beneficiary for a three-year term. Elise Noyes is the affordable housing beneficiary for a one-year term. A one-year term for the real estate position is still open. Rosenzweig is also the president of Habitat for Humanity of Greater Charlottesville. Johnson is the Section 3 coordinator for the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority. And Duranzio is the chief executive officer of Pilot Mortgage. And that is the end of episode 487, and it's the end of the week, it being a Friday and all. But when will the next installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement emerge? Good question. Likely on Monday, for there is work to be done on the next week ahead, as well as 5th District Community Engagement. There are a lot of stories I really want to get to, but limited by time. One day, though, this will be a daily publication, seven days a week, committed to getting as much information to the public about what happens in local and regional governments. Sometimes that will mean links to articles that are written by others, like the ones you see above in reading material. But my hope is original coverage, as you've come to expect in the two and a half years since this newsletter and podcast launched, and since the time that I worked other places. And of course, all of this is funded by the quarter of the audience that has opted to pay for a paid subscription, either through Substack or through Patreon. Thank you. I will never beg or please or introduce scarcity as a way to get you to contribute. I trust that if you find that there's a value to this work, you'll opt to help me cover the cost, and you won't mind me continuing to ask others to do so. Ting is also helping me cover the cost. They sponsor this newsletter by providing a match for each initial payment through Substack. It's a tremendous help, and I will say once more, hooray for Ting! And if you want to upgrade your internet provider, check out Ting. If you sign up at a link in the newsletter and enter the promo code COMMUNITY, you will get free installation, a second month for free, and a $75 gift card to the downtown mall. Now, I am in the newsletter repeating the exact same blurb. I bet you no one notices. I I guarantee you no one's going to notice. And you're not going to notice in the podcast because I'm riffing this, thanking Vraki for the music, who is going to make, actually has made, a new closing tune that's going to happen with number 500. Uh, But I haven't gotten around to putting it into the mix yet. So, uh, you know, I'll get there. Thanks to everybody. I really do want to get on to more. Uh, It is my mother's birthday, as I said, so... Uh, and I had to write a piece for Siva Weekly yesterday, so, you know, I'll get to it all. I will manage to figure out a way to build time. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.